Well, it's good to be with you tonight, and uh, thanks very much, Graham, for the invitation. And I can honestly say uh, I do enjoy coming over here. And, you know, and I mean this seriously, because sometimes you can be in a meeting and there's a lot of people there, but you don't sense the presence of the Lord. And I'm not throwing a stone, but actually when you come here, you really sense the presence of God whether the TVs are working or not. Uh, so thanks very much. And uh, just to uh, encourage you, if you've been praying uh, for the work we're involved in, uh, we had a mission probably about a month ago uh, down in Greenock. And uh, th- this is how God is sovereign and God is in control. Uh, with this mission, <clears throat> and it was only over a, a weekend, with the premium on the Thursday, and then every other night was a gospel night. But the Friday night, uh, it was a children's night, and what happened is, they had the kids, there were a lot of Halloween parties, so none of, well, only three children turned up. And the lady down there was so upset, she said, no, you've come all the way for this, and only three kids. So she says, listen, I don't care if there are one kid, or a hundred and one, uh, we'll still march on. And there are three children there, and we went through the meeting and everything. And one of the wee boys there, he's a great wee fella, Ryan. Ryan I just keep on looking, my wife, she keeps me right. Uh, Ryan's name is, and... Um, the cuddly meetings down there, and, and Ryan's just a, a, he's a lovely wee fella, and his granny brings him because his mum and dad's no Christians. And then we, after, on the Friday night, Ryan started crying after the meeting, and one of the ladies uh, pointed him to the Lord. He wanted to become a Christian. And so the granny goes away home and says to, his, uh, says to her daughter and her son in law, I need to tell you something that happened tonight. Uh, Ryan at the meeting wanted to become a Christian and just uh, so I want you to know and the father who doesn't profess the Lord says that is great that's wonderful I hope he grows up in the church to keep him away from the pub and the drugs and the drink isn't that amazing and uh, Ryan is a lovely so sharp uh, with with the, the questions from the Bible well, on the Friday night, what happened the Friday night? There was a man called John that goes, sorry, Saturday night, thank you. On <laughs> uh, the Saturday night, there's a man called John who lives about five, three or five miles away from the church, and he's a retired school teacher, so you can get the free bus pass. Bit like Sandy there, the free bus pass, you can use it. And so, anyway, so he gets the bus to come to the meeting, but he's standing there at the bus stop. Uh, and his bus never turned up. A cold night, how would you feel? You're standing there to go to the gospel mission, be honest with yourself, how would you feel? Standing there waiting in the bus, and the bus never turned up. Well, that's fine, you thought, I'll get the next one. And the next bus never turned up. How would you feel? A lot of Christians have been on the phone in the company, saying, where are the buses? <coughs> Excuse me. But the third bus turned up. He gets on the bus, and he think, he's saying to himself, well, I'm going to be late for this meeting, but anyway, here I go. So he's on the bus, the first bus never turned up, the second bus never turned up, but the third bus turned up. He's on the bus, he gets two bus stops up the road, and this young fella comes on the bus and says to him, well, how are you doing, John? And it was one of the young fellas from when he was at school, when John was a school teacher. So he sits down, they were chatting a blether. Now the young fella that sat down with him, uh, Kenny, who? For you want to tell a story? 
uh, Frank. <coughs> uh, sorry, Kenny was the other night. Frank. So uh, <coughs> Frank is chatting away in. And uh, John asks how Frank has his br- his brother, uh, how his brother's doing, and then uh, and then John says uh, the guy says where are you going, and he says I'm going to a gospel mission. You want to come along? So Frank comes along, and you know how you'll know if you're speaking. You can tell when folk are tired. You can tell folk when they're in Marks and Spencers that they're sitting in church. But uh, that guy came along to that meeting and he was like this. And when I was preaching, I'm looking at him saying, is he alright? Because it looked as if he wasn't even blinking. He just sat there like that and, and stared. Uh, and anyway, cut a long story short, after it, he gave his life to Christ. And it was like picking fruit. And I thought, isn't it amazing? The bus that God wanted him and John in turned up. And that's what I'm saying, God's in charge of your stops and your goes and your things happening. But God's in charge and it was absolutely wonderful. And then in the sat- Saturday, the Sunday night, Sunday night, thank you. The Sunday night, uh, there was a man there called Sandy. Uh, and Sandy had been given a, a gospel track through the door. And he started going to church. He'd been going to church for six weeks. And uh, it wasn't a Christian or anything. And then after service, he wanted to have a chat. And it was just brilliant, just to hear God working in his life. And uh, he says, well, he wanted to become a Christian. He says, do you want to go and, we'll go and pray? And he says, no, no, I, I want to go home and deal with this. And in a way, we're journeying to life. It was just absolutely brilliant. Just a, a, a weekend of meetings, but just the fingerprints of God was in them. I mean, with a, a gospel mission just about a week ago or something uh, <clears throat> in the place called Wishaw. <coughs> and unfortunately, this church is known, it's in the Guinness Book of Records for the wrong reasons. Do you remember E. coli? Well, that's where a lot of people died in that church. Uh, that's where it's, I think it all started, the church in Wishaw. And anyway, we're there with the gospel mission. And I thought this was absolutely amazing. There's a couple of ladies from another church coming to the mission. And uh, they're maybe in their 70s, late 70s, whatever. But they go swimming. And uh, while they're swimming, they met this young fella. I reckon he must be in his 30s. And there was, I don't know what happened anyway. They started chatting. And they says, oh, we're going to uh, gospel meetings in Wishaw. I know parish if you want to come along and the guy says I've just started going to church this is me paraphrasing the story um, I've just started going to church so he says I'll come along so he came along the Friday night and uh, we spoke about how you can go to church but no be a Christian and uh, that was fine but then he came along on the Sunday night and we spoke about how uh, you need to be ready for eternity and make sure you're ready and you know, after the service he wanted to have a chat and you know it was wonderful just to see God had been working in his life and he says God you know he says you're speaking Friday night about going to church and not a Christian he says that's me he says, you're talking about being ready of God, Jesus, to come back where you spend eternity. He says, I know where I'm going. I'm going to hell. He says, that I want to get right with God. And it's just great just to see this guy coming uh, and praying and asking God to come into his life. And I thought, isn't that amazing? Here are these ladies out swimming and sharing Jesus. 
and the young man comes along, I'm home to meet with him this incoming week to maybe start a wee Bible study with him. Uh, but I thought that's absolutely wonderful how God is working. Uh, and how the Lord moves in many different ways. So if you've been praying, thank you very much for praying. And just continue to pray that we'll know and experience the power and the glory of the Lord. If you have your Bible, would you like to turn to Luke chapter 17? Luke chapter 17. We're going to be reading from verse 11. Luke chapter 17. We're going to be reading from verse 11. And just before we do, we'll have a wee word of prayer. Our Father, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, we thank you, only Father, that you want to take each one of us and you want to use us for your glory. And Father, we thank you that you have got a plan for each one of us because you've brought us into your family, not for us just to sit around and be idle, but you want to use us. And Father, I pray for every soul in here tonight, that Father, that you would come and encourage us in Christ, that you would refresh us in Christ, because sometimes we can feel tired, not of the work, but tired in the work. And we ask you, Lord, that you'd refresh every single one of us in here tonight, that we would know the blessing of the Lord, that we would know the, the hand of the Lord upon us and encouraging us to seek first your kingdom, your righteousness. So we surrender our time to you in his wonderful name. Amen. <coughs> Luke chapter 17 and beginning at verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men uh, who had leprosy met him. They stood, <coughs> sorry, they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, "Jesus, Master, have pity on us." When he saw them, he said, "Go, show yourselves to the priests." And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Amen. Do you know, do you imagine if you had leprosy and you were all disfigured, your hands were all disfigured, your body's all disfigured, uh, your skin was all uh, sores and, and maybe opening up, uh, your nerve veins were damaged in your legs and your arms, and you imagine having this uh, illness, but not only the, the, the illness, 
but the emotional side as well because you'd have been classed as an unclean person and if you were going anywhere you'd have had to be shouting unclean, unclean, unclean you can read about it in Leviticus chapter 13 and you'd have been known to live outside the camp as well and here are these men and they also must have hanged around together and, and that was their lifestyle that's the way they were can you imagine uh, being like that and that was the way that you had to live but something happened in their life and it was absolutely amazing what happened because they probably maybe have heard about Jesus and they decided to go and shout at Jesus and ask him to have mercy but if you notice what happened is they shouted from a distance because they'd have had to stay away from people who never had the leprosy and they shouted to Jesus and Jesus told them to go to the priest because somebody who had leprosy uh, when they were healed or something happened they get better to go to the priest and the priest had to say right that's it you are healed we say that you're healed now you're okay you can mix and mingle with people so these people had real faith in Jesus because Jesus even though they did leprosy Jesus says go and show yourself to the priests and uh, so they, as they were walking towards the priests whatever distance it was that was a sign of their faith because they were willing to be obedient to what Jesus says and as they were walking towards going towards the priests they were healed they were healed they got better and they were healed and what happened is only one of them came back and, and fell at the feet of Jesus and praised them and thanked him and was absolutely so excited and, uh, <clears throat> and here is Jesus saying what, what, there were ten of you what, why, where's the other nine and isn't it amazing that these people are, were all in the same boat but yet only one <coughs> excuse me only one came back to give thanks to the Lord for their healing and you know I was thinking about this as well you imagine them telling their story if all the ten men had met up who would want to hear uh, what story would you prefer to hear I'd have preferred to hear the one who came back to Jesus because their story stopped when they went to the priest and he pronounced them healed but the other one he went back to Jesus and gave thanks and here are these men and out of them all only one came back to the Lord and fell at his feet now why am I using this portion of scripture tonight because we know that we never had leprosy <coughs> but we know that we're sinners we know that our sin has separated us from God but when our faith and trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ, God has saved us. God has saved us. But you know what's missing in the house of God today? Giving God thanks. There are many people today, and as we move around the whole gospel missions, it is amazing the amount of miserable Christians. You, honestly, you think they drink a glass of uh, lime juice or uh, that stuff is very bitter every morning because there's a lot of miserable, miserable Christians and they forget what God has done for them. 
And the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is your strength. And as believers, and if you know and love the Lord in here tonight, it's great to give thanks to God. It's great to rejoice because once we were sinners, but now we're saved. Once we were blind, but now we see. Once we were lost, but now we're found. Once we're in the broad road, but now we're in the narrow path. Once we were heading for hell, but now we're heading for heaven. And that gives us a lot to give thanks for. And you know, some, sometimes it's good to stop and think, what group am I in? Am I in the group where there's nine? Or am I in the, the man who was alone and gave thanks? Because I believe we need to see more people giving God thanks. Giving God thanks for, for saving us. And not only saving us, but for keeping us. In Matthew chapter 19. <clears throat> who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And this was a rich man coming to Jesus. And the disciple, Jesus went through a conversation with him. And uh, the disciple says, Well, who, who then can be saved? <coughs> And Jesus says, with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. And isn't it great that if you're here tonight and you know the Lord, that we are saved. That our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you know something, God is not an Indian giver. My mum used to use that, an Indian giver gives you something. And then later on they take it back. God is not an ending giver. When God has saved us, God keeps us. And God looks after us. And God helps us. And God strengthens us. And as it says in verse 18, has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner. And because uh, Jesus realized that ten were healed, but only one came back to give thanks. And I believe it's good to rejoice in God. You know, sometimes in life, things can be a, get a wee bit difficult. You know, we are rejoicing in God and, and what God's doing and what we're involved in. It's been absolutely wonderful. We, we realize you have nothing, but God is everything. But we're hallelujah. We're seeing some people coming and giving their life to Christ. And we say, praise God. But seeing our own circumstances, in the ministry we're seeing blessing, but seeing our own circumstances, there's some buffeting going on just now, without getting into any detail. There are some difficulties. When our door's shut in our house, there's one or two things we're working through just now. And sometimes these things that you're working through can hinder the joy of the Lord. As a family, we're working some stuff through just now. And what you're working through can rob you of your joy of God. Because your, your mind is taken up with your problems rather than the promises of God. And maybe you don't work that way, but that's the way I work. Sometimes the problems, they start to grow. When you keep your eye on the problem, when you keep your eye on the situation rather than the, the promises that God has given you. And that's what I'm saying. It's so easy to rob yourself of coming before God. Don't allow circumstances to rob you of the blessing of God. Don't
would allow whatever you <coughs> whatever you're going through to rob you of the joy of the Lord because we all go through different things in life but God says I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you and the original says I'll never ever 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 leave you and I'll never ever 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 forsake you so whatever we're going through we can still rejoice in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because we're saved we're in the palm of his hand we're the apple of his eye our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and one day we're going to see him face to face now that should give us a, a reason for being happy and you know something there are so many people and when you talk about things like that they look so miserable don't be like that don't, there are, there's enough miserable people in the house of God today get to know the promises of God and the blessings of God and stand upon them and rejoice in them and as this man came back and fell at the feet of Jesus and he rejoiced be a heart that rejoices. Be a heart that rejoices and comes back and praises him because he saved us. But you know something? that <coughs> We don't only want to praise him because he saved us. But isn't it wonderful? I think it's great to know that we're secure. We are secure in Christ. You know, they used to say, there was an old saying, it's a safe is a pound in the bank. Did you ever hear that saying? You can't say that now. It's as safe as a pound in the bank. Or they used to say, it's as safe as bricks and mortar. You can't say that now. There's many people who bought houses at that price, and unfortunately they're only valued at that price. But Christians can say, we are secure. See, as a person, when I was younger, I was very insecure as a person very insecure then when I get saved I was still insecure it wasn't until I came to a place where I surrendered my all to Christ then I realised how I was secure in him and as Christians that should give us a heart of praise because we're secure we're safe and secure in him. And Ephesians, Paul says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, we are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Now isn't it wonderful to know <clears throat> that we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit? That not only sealed with the Holy Spirit in Romans, Paul says, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And we have experienced that free gift of God, which is eternal life. We've given our life to Him. We've surrendered our life to Him. And that means we are in His family. We're not only saved, but we're secure. And when we look around about us, what is secure nowadays? Nothing secure. I could tell you about a man who worked in the bank in Oban. He was a, a, a assistant, <coughs> assistant manager in the bank in Oban. And he married a friend of mine in Oban. And uh, he was a lovely guy. Absolutely real nice fella. And you know what happened? See when he lost his job, everything was put into his job. His whole life was his job. 
When he lost his job, he went a wee bit funny and a wee bit strange because he lost everything. And it was so sad to see this man who who, who was a, a fine man, a, a lovely husband and a lovely father, but when he lost his job, everything, everything just went pear-shaped. And how many people today, their security is built upon sand. They're building their security upon sand. But our security is upon the rock. The rock Christ Jesus. That's what ours, we're secure in him. And that's why we should have a heart that wants to praise God. Now, I don't know how long you've been saved, but see John here. <clears throat> John saved 80 years. 80 years he saved. And John's got a ministry. And he's 92 and he's still got a ministry. And it's a very happy ministry. And you know what it is? <clears throat> John comes, to, comes, comes with me when I get about preaching. And sometimes you have to nip down to England. It's 100 odd miles away down to take a meeting. Stay there for a day and then come back up that night. And I, I'm at the stage now I fall asleep and I'm driving. And John comes with me. I know his ministry is. When he sees me getting tired he starts to sing. And he sings all the old hymns, and I join in, and that wakes me up, and I'm not joking. And I say, John, this is your ministry, keeping me awake. Because there's many times I've been dozy uh, driving, and, and John started singing, and, and it just refreshes me. There's all different types of ministry, and I, I'm being serious when I say that. Because my friends will tell you, I can, we were at no Annie's land. I was at the traffic lights with John, his son was in the car, and uh, I was just very tired, and the lights had just turned to red, I said, John, wake me up when they turn to green. And I could just go, and I just dozed uh, and fell asleep, and then John, John woke me up and says, Gordon, the lights are the green, drives away, got to the next set of traffic lights, the lights turned to red, and I fell asleep, and then... I think it was a toot behind me and I woke up and I was saying, John, why did you not wake me up? He says, you never asked me to. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm serious, that's what did happen. I mean, every traffic light, because I could just fall asleep like that. And uh, he's got a ministry. And what I'm going to say, God wants to give you a ministry. And you'll have many ministries, but make sure one of them's smiling. Even when you're going through the storms of life, we can still smile. Even when we're going through the, the difficulties of life, remind yourself that He saved you. God saved you. He's not only saved you, but you're secure. Everything is okay. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is uh, written there and never to be tipexed out. That's why we want to be people who have got a heart of praise. Only one came back and fell at the feet of Jesus. You know, leprosy can take you to the grave. Sin can take you to hell. We're not heading for hell. If our trust and faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are heading for heaven. We're heading for heaven. Sometimes you think, well, I'm so unworthy. And praise God, <coughs> we are unworthy. But He saved us. And He sealed us. 
And he has given us the free gift of God. And that's why we are secure. We're secure in him. And that's why we want to be people that have got a heart that's filled with the joy of the Lord. And thirdly and finally, praise God we're saved. Praise God we're secure. Praise God we can be strong. Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. I can do, th- I can do all things through him <coughs> excuse me, who gives me the strength. Praise God that you don't go in your own strength. You go in the strength of the Lord. If it's our strength, we won't last very long. We won't get very far. It's God's strength. And as Paul says that he was given them thanks for the, the amazing gift, and the Philippians, the amazing gift that they given him to help him in the ministry. But here he comes along and says, I can do all things through, uh, I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. And that's the same with you and I. God gives us the strength. If we go in our own strength, we won't, <coughs> excuse me, we won't last very long. But we want to go in the strength of the Lord. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Be still and know that I am God. And as we take time to be still in the presence of the Lord, that's where we get our strength from. Somebody once says, the barrenness of a busy life. And isn't it true? Remember the story about Martha and Mary. Martha was running around and busy, busy, busy. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Martha complained. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen the best. They won't be taken away from her. And she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. How often are we guilty of go, 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 busy, busy, busy. And yet we see more blessing if we be still and take time to just sit at the feet of Jesus. You know the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 says, Three uh, different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, <coughs> my, grace is, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Now Paul was speaking about how he prayed three times for the Lord to take away his thorn in the flesh. We may have different reasons in here, but I think what it is, but I think it was his eyesight. I think he had a problem with his eyesight. You may have a different opinion. But there was a problem. And he called it a thorn in his flesh. And he says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. And God spoke to him. And you know something? You're no different. It's God's grace that we need. And it's God's power that we need. Because we are weak. And we are powerless. But it's God's power. And it's God's strength. And it's God's help that we need. And I wonder if maybe you're here tonight. And sometimes in the Christian road we can get tired not tired of our walk with God, but just tired, tired in life. Sometimes we need to come and just be still and come back to Him, come back to the basics, 
and give him thanks. To have a heart that's full of thanks. Because sometimes in life we can get so caught up that we rob ourselves. We rob ourselves of the joy of the Lord. Of just enjoying him. And sitting at his feet and, and giving thanks that this man who had leprosy who came back and he, <clears throat> he fell at the feet of Jesus. And sometimes it's good for us to come back and say, thank you for saving me. I thank God that he saved me. My life would have been a mess. I might have been up moving, frying fish and making good money and running a restaurant or whatever and, and things going well. But I wouldn't thank you for that. I, I, I would rather be involved with what I'm involved in. And praise God for saving me. Uh, and praise God that He keeps us secure. And you're secure, you're secure in Him. And praise the Lord that He gives us the strength for everything that we have to do. It's His strength He wants, not your own strength. And uh, you know, as we come uh, to a close, <clears throat> we had a mission, we had a mission in Mary Hill. Sorry, we did have a mission in Mary Hill. We had a mission in Govan. And there was a lady who came along to the Govan mission. And <clears throat> I, I really admired her because of what happened. Uh, and the Wednesday night of the mission, we made an appeal. And this lady stood up and she was already a Christian. And she'd been a Christian for 10 years. Right? And she was honest. And what happened is, she'd been a Christian for 10 years, but... The first five years of your Christian life, everything was great. Everything was good. She was reading her Bible, she was praying, she was seeking God, she was witnessing, and everything was great. Then something happened after the fifth year. She, she stopped reading her Bible the way she should, should. She stopped praying the way she should. She stopped witnessing the way she should. should. But she went to church. And she was at all the meetings. And everybody thought everything was okay. And for the next five years, our reading, our praying, our witnessing was very, very shallow. And in there she was as dry as my throat, uh, as dry as anything. And then Wednesday night she came and she confessed. That I'm not where I should be. And I'm not living the way I should be living. And I want to stop. I want to stop it. And on the Wednesday night she came and she recommitted her life to God. And she experienced the joy of the Lord again. And not only that, no harm in the Thursday night. It was four or five of her family were there. Who don't know the Lord. Because when she got right with God... She wanted her family to get right with God. She phoned them, she texted them, she emailed them, and uh, she invited them. And I think it was about four or five, your family were there on the Thursday night. And that spoke to me. The reason they were there, because on the Wednesday night she recommitted her life to God. She got the joy of the Lord back in her life. And then she started to put things right in her own life. You know something... That man had leprosy. And he came back to Jesus and he gave thanks. And here we are in Moody's burn. And who are we talking about? We're not talking about the nine. We're talking about the one. Who came and fell at the feet of Jesus. 
and worshipped him. What's God want from you? What's God want from me? To come and to fall at his feet and to worship him. And it doesn't matter if you're saved 80 years or 8 years or 8 months or 8 minutes we've still to come to the same place. Fall at the feet of Jesus, Jesus and worship him and that keeps the joy of of our Lord and our life. Amen.